0: that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to Shine On You Crazy Daisy and this this morning is the wonderful Fee Campos from Fee Campos Photography Styling. Fee, me you about your business?
1: Hi Trudy, thanks for having me. Um, so I am a photography stylist and I help product-based businesses sell more stuff by styling irresistible images for them so I work with photographers um, and I'll do things like scene setting, set builds, design, um, pulling photo shoots together, producing them, um, finding and sourcing props, making props and then just making it all come together and styling everything up on the day so the photographer sort of just focuses on their the technical side and I'm the creative on the shoot for the client so
0: well, I have yeah. to tell you, before we launch into your questions in your chapter that it is my dream to one day have you <laughs> set up like the Alice in Wonderland kind of tea party the Mad hat's tea party in the middle of the- <laughs> with, um, with lots of people having fun so that would be cool <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um in your chapter you talk about wanting success but not knowing what that was for you so yeah you work that out
1: well, I actually think it came with experience, to be honest. So, you know, when I was younger, I sort of job hopped a little bit, um, always in the same field of work, always in the same industry, but always wanting more, usually more money, if I'm honest. Um, mm-hmm. And I was sort of quite financially driven. And then I I kind of, um, I lost my job and, and sort of moved into self-employment. And since being self-employed, I think I've realised that actually... <laughs> Um, it's it's more about variety for me and working with a variety of businesses helping lots of people um, all in the same sorts of fields of work but working with more people um, and also having the flexibility, mm. um, which I don't think you can put a price on. I've got a young family um, and you know two young children that I've been able to have spent so much time with that I wouldn't have been able to do necessarily if I'd been employed still so I think that it's only come with experience that I've realized that that's what success feels like I think it's
0: such a wonderful thing to point out to other people as well because anybody starting out that's listening or watching this or anybody that's been in business for a while and thinking why can't I find success mm. it's being able to to realize and ask yourself those questions of am I supposed to know what that is right now And if I am, what does it look like? Because otherwise you're always reaching for something that's unattainable.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I've written over the years, I've been like, Oh, should I go back? Should I try and find a job? Should I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd be lying if I said I still don't do that sometimes Mm -hmm. I do. But when I list out the pros and cons, it always just feels like time is the biggest thing that you can't sort of content, you can't put a price on. And that's what, i have at the moment and i'm able to make time if i want to and you know that's that's
0: what you can do when you run your own business yes you can amazing um you talk about in the chapter about your business uh, working for yourself starting from a dismal place Yeah. how did that all start for you so um
1: I'd been working for the past sort of uh, almost a decade, really, since graduating in uh, visual merchandising and styling. So, um, and latterly, my my job um, sort of moved from visual merchandising more into photography styling. And I, I was I found I'd found this dream job, literally a dream job for me, that was doing both because I'm actually quite commercial. Mm. Um, so it kind of it had that blend of commercial and creative that I that I really loved, and I I did that for sort of five years and. I knew something was up in the business like you know kind of but you just sort of plod on and, and, and hope for the best but one day I literally was called into the office and was made redundant there and then with no notice no pay um, along with everyone else um, and I, I wasn't uh, you know I took it quite badly um, because I do suffer with anxiety. Um, and that so it was a bit of a trigger for me. Um, but so I was sort of, I signed up um, on the dole. I, and I, the thing is, is that in the back of my mind, I knew that the job I had didn't really exist in the real world. Like it yeah. was it was this kind of one-off job that I have literally never seen again <laughs> um, come up anywhere because the two, usually the two sections, visual merchandisers and photography are kept very separate in a company. Oh. So it's, um, it yeah, and I knew that. Um, So literally my only, the only thing that I could do was to set up my own business. Mm. That was the only way of being able to do what I still, what I knew, everything I knew how to do. I mean, in many ways I felt really um, appreciative of the fact that I'd always been in that field of work, Mm. but in other ways it's like, but I've never done anything else, what else can I do? so, yeah, the fact that I was able to sort of set up and, and continue with it was amazing. But it did take a lot of, you know, a lot of digging deep. Um, and I, yeah, so that, that was it, really. Just the sort of.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, everybody's got their story of being made redundant, being let go from their corporate careers and then starting up their own businesses. But it's that the, the feeling of being from a dismal place and especially with the, the specialties that you have of not thinking or knowing that that can be seen in the real world. But you've been so successful. And I think that what's really interesting is with COVID and the way that everybody was affected in different ways, what you then had to do again, it would seem, is think, crikey, where do I fit now? Because all of yours is uh, prop-based and setting up scenes. Mm -hmm. So what did you do and how did you cope with it?
1: So I was, in a way, it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. We had our second child two days before the first lockdown. No! Yeah. (laughs) So whilst... Uh, psychologically it was difficult I was able to distance myself so when all of my peers in the whole industry for me was sort of uh, going oh my god what are we doing you know we have to shut everyone had to stop we obviously had a baby to sort of Mm. look after and a toddler and so I was sort of able to go okay so what's going on here Um, and when by the time I came back into it I had sort of devised um, a way of working remotely with people. Um, So I set up some services whereby I provide uh, services, things like um, prop sourcing Mm -hmm. and um, set design for photographers or brands to then do it themselves. Mm. Um, They can dial me in on Zoom so I can help from afar. Um, I've done a fair few of those, but actually at the moment it is all in person um, and people have gone a bit bit mad with all that really. So I've been really busy in person. but also knowing in the back of my mind, again, that, you know, we don't know what's around the corner ever now. Um, I have also uh, been working on a masterclass um, and my first one will be launching in January um, whereby, so that'll be more like a a one-to-many rather than a one-to-one basis. So, um, and that'll be online as well. So I'm excited about that too.
0: That's brilliant. And and how, with the timing, obviously, with um with having a baby in uh, just before lockdown, but then mm. there was a lot of fear around that as well. But then I yeah. suppose you were also set up that you were going to take a few months off, so yeah, you kind of had time to 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 be mum to your yeah. children and to think about what the future might hold. Um, yeah, how you could do the pivot, as we like to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I, I do actually think. It, like I say it, it was a bit of a blessing in disguise in in a way um excuse me it's um you know I, I, it was an enforced break um and time away it's funny um this happened when I had my first as well I kind of get this like real sort of creative streak in me again it all just sort of flows out and um you know I started doing some sort of creative stuff just for me as well which was nice so um yeah it's it's Brilliant. it's a difficult balance but um we try
0: <laughs> yeah we, we always do um if there was one lesson that you've learned you would want other entrepreneurs to know what would it be
1: um I think it's the the power of the word no so um both ways so sometimes in a business sense this is when somebody says no to you um it can be not yet or not now mm-hmm. it doesn't mean no forever so and I've kind of because I used to be like, oh that means they that means they hate me. They don't mm. work with me, you know, doesn't mean that. Um and secondly is learning to say no to things that don't fit your kind of where you want to be, what your, I don't know what the word is, you know, your your vibe, your um what you're searching for. And I'm doing more of that now. And we actually had a conversation about this, Trudy, about a year ago in a networking um, meeting, you and I, and um uh and since then i have I have been saying no to things that don't fit and and I, and' I've kind of um yeah, I feel good for it it's it's good, it kind of feels like you're in control of things and yeah um, yeah, so it does it,
0: give you more control to be able to say yeah. no. I think um one of the things that I was taught years and years ago is that saying no to someone else is saying yes to you. Yes. and when you can see that rather than it's saying no feels mean or selfish all those things that we put on ourselves or I feel guilty about it saying yes to yourself is the best thing that you can do and whether that's in business or personally yeah, uh, yeah that's oh I loved that that's great yeah. that everyone should take away what's your favorite business book
1: um I think it has to be your press release is breaking my heart by Janet Murray mm-hmm. um so I think it's released a few years ago now but um it's a really great book for um just talking about how to write press releases but also it's about sort of talking it she teaches how to talk about how to get your business out there but without being really kind of salesy and yeah. my business this that this was how to sort of um draw out your bits of your personal life that tie in with your business and sort of are interesting to um journalists and also those kind of The things she talks about, you can apply to social media posts and things. Um, So, yeah, I just think it's a really valuable book um, and really well written.
0: It sounds to me like it's about telling your story in a way that attracts um, exposure. Yes. So and that in any way that anyone can do that is the best thing that you can do is involve stories, a storytelling, which is what we're doing absolutely yes. uh, in being able to have the platforms for you to get your your business out there um, in a way that can attract the right people to you. Amazing! <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Fee. Thank you for being involved in Shiny Crazy Daisy Volume Three in Thank the book you. and the podcast. And good luck with everything.
1: Thank you so much, Trudy. Thanks for
0: having me. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co working, and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.